I want to say a special hello to a group of audio fans in Valencia in Spain. Caris Wall and Laura Romero recently held a listening party. And one of the things that they sat and heard was an episode of Where Are You Going? from Cardiff. Caris even baked Welsh cakes for the occasion. The group's called the Sonicettes, and I just love hearing about all the different ways that people listen to this podcast, including that one, which sounded really special. Do keep in touch on Twitter at Catherine E. Carr, or even better, you can email the whole team. Where are you going? At loftusmedia.co.uk. If you're online, we'd love it if you would also rate and review this podcast. It means a lot to me and the whole team, but even more than that, it means the algorithm helps more people discover what we're doing. I recorded this episode in December 2023 at the end of the afternoon in Bury St Edmunds. Hello. Hi I saw you earlier. I saw your hat earlier in town. <laughs> Where are you going with your giant bin? Uh, just over there, and then I'm going into the gardener's hut and having a shower and going home. I, I did, I've just been watching the birds. That's so weird in the corner. Which hut? Oh, in the aviary here. Yeah. Yeah. They've what? always been there. Have they? Yeah, they've been there since, well, since I've been here, since the 70s, if not before. They used to have two monkeys as well, two cappuccinos at one time. Yeah. But that's not now allowed now. Well, uh, uh, one of them died of old age and the other one ended up at Colchester Zoo. So he got a bit of company. <laughs> Do you remember seeing them when you were younger? Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. exciting. Well, no, I was about 20 when I saw oh, them. 20, well, 28, actually. <laughs> what were you listening to? I interrupted you. Oh, it's a, a podcast between an ex-Hamas supporter and Jewish radio. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Is that what you do when you're around and about? Well, that's a music, yeah. Um, this guy was a, a oh, Brit. He's a, he was actually a Brit, and he's talking about how he was brainwashed as a six-year-old, basically. He joined Hamas? Well, he didn't actually join them, but he supported them. Oh. oh. You interested in politics generally? No, just this particular bit. My mum was a refugee as well, you see. She came out of Poland in uh, 39. Well... Came out of Poland at the end of the war, you know. Jewish? Uh, I wasn't sure. Because a whole a whole village was deported in one lump. What? Yep. And she was 12. Yeah. So she, she ended up in England? Yeah. Yeah, well, she, well, she ended up in Italy working in a labour camp in Italy as a teenager. You're kidding me. No. Huh? She told you this? Yeah. Did she talk easily about it? No, not a lot, no. But she told me bits and pieces, yeah. So you, your mum was in Italy, then she was here, then yeah. she met your dad? Yeah, met my dad in uh, Bognor Regis, of all places. <laughs> yeah. And then you were born, and then when did you arrive here, when you were 20, you said? Oh, no, uh, late 20s, I was in the Navy, and uh, my folks arrived here in 70. I was here on and off, and I left the Navy in 78. What was so. naval life like? Oh, all right, but I had to get out, otherwise I would have been institutionalised. Oh, really? You could yeah, feel it? Yeah, Everything's done for you. Really? I thought you yeah. had to sort of do your own stuff, like washing and things. Oh, that sort of stuff, yeah, but you don't have to worry about food, accommodation, bills, you know. Did you have a relationship while you were in the Navy, on someone on land, or were you just single? Off and on, just single, you know. Hard, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Although I spent a lot of my time on land, because I was fleet armed, so I was at various sort of naval air stations around Britain. You've yeah. had a really exciting life. You've moved around a lot. 
Uh, well, if you can call the Northern Arctic exciting. <laughs> I do. On the Hermes. Yeah, back in uh, the late 70s. Up in the ice? Yes. What were you doing there? I was looking after helicopters, or helping look after helicopters, and dropping commandos off in Norway for exercises, and basically looking for Russian ships and submarines, and just sort of keeping an eye on them, and they were keeping an eye on us, you know. Was it exciting? <laughs> it was, yeah. You know, a couple of minutes of intense excitement sometimes, you know, but, uh, yeah, you got, you got into a, a swing of things. You know. Do you see whales and things? Yes, I've seen whales, I've seen, I've been watching porpoises and dolphins for hours, you know, swimming in front of the ship. Do you miss the sea then? Yeah, I do. Because you're kind of landlocked here. Yes, I know, it's not that far though. I could be seaside in an hour. Okay. So when did you get this job? Uh, 2007. And why did you want it? Oh, I needed the cash, basically, to start with. Yeah, I was doing a similar sort of job elsewhere. Mm. And this was a better paid job, so I switched over. Do you quite like it? Oh, yeah, I should have retired six years ago. This must keep you fit, and also, you're yeah. kind of your own, own boss, yeah. manager time. Yep. I basically give them a free reign of how I look after the, the town centre, because that's my little empire, if you like. I walk around with a big white electric dog behind me. Did you see that? You know? <laughs> the noon hoover. It was a big hoover. Oh, a weed hoover. Well, I was hoovering leaves today, rubbish, yeah. everything, you know. So do people, you must be a character then that people know oh, yeah. with your hat. Yeah, I change hats depending on the season. <laughs> I like the Stetson, it's really yeah. good. Actually, it's an Australian bush hat. Beg your pardon, I should have known. And a Cubra. So it keeps you fit as well, you must walk miles. Six to seven miles a day. Amazing, how old are you? 71. Blimey, wouldn't have guessed. No. <laughs> and when will you give up then? I haven't got a clue. Have you got someone at home waiting for you? Nope, she died about uh, six years ago. That's one of the reasons I stayed on. What was she like? Uh, fine, but she had Alzheimer's for the last 12 years of her. But, uh, yeah, I was married for 18 years, and for 12 of those, she had Alzheimer's. Yeah. You looked after her? I did, uh, well, I had carers in during the day, and... My folks helped as well in the beginning. And then uh, right up until, well, we both crashed and burned, actually, the year before she died. So she ended up full-time in uh, a care home. But, uh, yeah, I was holding the hand when she died. Oh, bless you. Yeah. It's not very long to have had with her when she wasn't poorly. No, no. But she, she was changing even before then. So she may have had it, you know, a lot longer. But just undiagnosed, I was quite, ugh. You know, something weird's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. You're a loyal man, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I made a vow, didn't I, when I married her? She probably would have done the same for me. You know, I'd like to think so, anyway. Yeah. Did you miss her when she'd gone, even though it was hard? Funny enough, no. I miss her now, but I didn't then because it was more relief. I knew it was going to happen, you know. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I learned patience. I learned how to duck. Uh, <laughs> Did she get a bit? Yeah, I've had hot chocolate, coffee, coffee tables full of stuff thrown at me. And it took me about four years to suddenly realise, ah, don't react. Okay. And after that, 
perfect. Every time she was in hospital, everybody was going, why are you so quiet around us? Self-preservation. You know, you'll find out about it. And she was a lot calmer then as well, you know. Because she'd do something and two seconds later, literally, why are you shouting at me? Yeah. Yeah, couldn't couldn't remember it, you know. It's a horrible disease. Mm. But you grab all the good stuff. Sometimes it's only a little smile or she might hold your hand. Just grab your hand a little bit, you know? But you hang on to that, because if you don't, you'll crash. She knew who you were? Not sure at the end. She knew this strange bloke kept turning up every time she was ill. Yeah, but uh, I think so. Because when she went, she was very, very quiet. It was, it was more like a... And she'd gone. Oh, that's and, nice for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was no death rattles or anything dramatic like that. She just went... And I was holding her hand. I thought, her hand was getting cold. Because I thought she'd gone to sleep. So then, was this therapy? Striding round, doing oh. your thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the only thing that keeps you going. You know, if I hadn't had this job, I would have been a gibbering heap somewhere, quite frankly. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, uh, yeah. But the weird thing was... It didn't matter how bad the day was. As soon as we went to bed, I'd give her a cuddle. She'd cuddle up to me, stick her head on my shoulder, and all was well with the world. Oh. You know? That's lovely. Yeah. So a love story, really. Yeah. Even though she, you know... One of the last things she said to me was, because I'm her second husband, you know, couldn't speak anymore, was, you're the best husband I've ever had. (laughs) The upgrade. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you want to mention something, if there's anybody in the same situation I was, and they ever want to talk, I'm around. Just look for the guy with the orange uh, coat and uh, the white hoover. <laughs> Thanks, bye-bye. I'm Catherine Carr. Thanks to the team at Loftus Media who produced the podcast. Like the man said in this episode, grab on to the good stuff. Thank you for listening. 